Hello and welcome. I'm Tara, the founder of Raising Resilient Children, where I support parents and educators with tools and skills for feelings, kindness, and everyday mental well being, also known as social emotional skills and empathy. As a longtime educator, former preschool owner, and parent, I know that there is no cookie cutter approach to raising children, and information can be overwhelming. Let's tackle some of this by having some important conversations and digging into some different topics. Episode two, gearing up for drop-off. In today's episode, I'm sharing a great strategy for children going to daycare, school, extracurricular activities, summer programs, basically anytime you need to drop your child off somewhere new or somewhere they are no longer excited about going. Working as a preschool owner taught me a lot about so many things. And when I reflect back on my career as a K-12 educator, I realize many of the things aren't just exclusive to the early years. One of them is the topic I'm going to speak about today. Why the promise of fun doesn't always work for big changes or transitions. As caring adults, we really want our children to have great experiences in life. Generally, that means we want them to have lots of fun and make memories. In our quest to provide this, sometimes we set our children and ourselves up for situations where anything else isn't acceptable. In other words, it's not okay not to have fun. Daycare transition is one of the hardest, hands down. It's hard for children, it's hard for parents, it's hard for the providers. There's a lot of uncomfortable feelings and usually those feelings come out as tears and sometimes more. I had a bit of an aha moment when I noticed a pattern. As part of the drop-off process, parents would often say, you're going to have so much fun. You're going to make friends. I realized something. The child did not see the fun or the prospect of fun yet. Now, before you berate yourself because you know you've done this, don't. I've done it and pretty much everyone I know has done it. And you're still going to do it, but you're going to do it differently. Before we dig into how... Here's why promising fun and having something not be fun doesn't always work out. What happens when it backfires? What happens when the thing isn't actually fun or fun yet? What happens when your child calls you out? And I've seen this happen. On a practical level, it doesn't make getting your child there tomorrow any easier because for them, it's not fun yet. And for some kids, it never will be our definition of fun. And that's okay. This is important. Not everything in life that we need to do will always be fun. In fact, this is something I know our current society struggles with greatly. I work with families where children struggle to get to school or stay committed to activities because they aren't fun enough. Look, I love my job, but the reality is not everything I do is fun. There's an important balance to be struck between the things we enjoy and things we need to do because they are important. Okay. So what do we do? We now realize we've thrown a lot of weight behind this strategy as our go-to drop-off technique. We need to reframe our language in a way that supports different goals. Did you know when you hyped up the fact that fun was the way of going to school, you were actually setting it as a goal? Ultimately, that often is a goal. We do want our children to enjoy the various things they participate in, but doesn't work as the only goal. This is particularly true when that space is new uncomfortable, a different kind of fun or challenging. As a preschool owner and longtime educator, I have managed a lot of transitions. The factors that weigh into successful transitions are in line with the skills you help your child develop in preparation for their new experience. One of those factors is language and goal setting. 
So what are the types of things we say and do with our children to set them up for success? Step one, think about using the fun factor as only one part and weighing it equally with other goals. Step two, break down what other goals could be and aim for some attainable ones. Here's some examples to help you out. Make one new friend. Reconnect with one friend. Learn something new. Push your comfort zone. Try something a bit tricky or hard. Find or discover one thing you'd like to do. That's an example of a fun factor. Learn something cool about your teacher or instructor. This is a really big list. Only focus on one or two of these items, and I'm sure you could brainstorm a whole bunch more. You need to tweak it for the language of the age and stage of your child. For example, if you have younger children, you're going to want to focus on the space as a kid space, not a parent space. Something like daycare is your special place to learn, grow, and have fun. Daycare is a space for children, not parents. The caring adults at your daycare are, and who are they, and what's special about them? It's really important to get super specific by using names of places, teachers, activities. This helps children really build trust because you are showing that you confidently trust the space they're going. All right, step three in this process. So step one was we got to think about weighing the fun factor. Step two is changing up our goals to balance them. Step three Tell them your expectations well before you take them or drop them off. So maybe in the car on the way, maybe at breakfast, maybe even dinner the night before. Be very consistent and predictable. You need to build or in some cases rebuild trust with your child that they will be able to return to their comfort zone, right? Home is their comfort zone. This step also prevents power struggles and negotiations. In my transitions workshops, I talk a lot about where time can be an effective tool and when it doesn't work very well. Generally speaking, children under the age of seven don't connect with time. And I mean that literally like 12 o'clock, one o'clock, three o'clock. Instead, they connect better with actions or activities. I'm going to give you an example. So when you're dropping your child off here, I'm going to pick you up after lunch. I'm going to pick you up before dinner. I'm going to pick you up when I finish work. That one's a little bit murkier but it may give you some gray flexibility. I'm going to pick you up after story or snack time. That's where you start to learn their schedule more specifically, and you can create an actionable pickup time around that. A really important part of this process is validating feelings. I know this is a difficult change. You can also say hard change. Let's focus on learning something new. And when I come to get you, that's the first question I'm going to ask. Have a great day. Notice I did not try to convince my child that it was going to be fun or not to worry about their feelings. We do need to validate their uncomfortable feelings while maintaining a clear boundary that reinforces an attainable goal. And a key part of this is make sure the first question you ask is whatever goal you set. And don't be surprised if the first couple of times they don't remember because they don't expect you to ask. But when you get in a pattern of following up by asking those important goal setting questions, They will remember and it will become a really important part of a connected and shared pickup experience. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe so you will be notified when future episodes launch and share this episode with friends or colleagues you think might enjoy it. For information on how to connect with me, you can check out the show notes or you can find me on Instagram at Raising Resilient Children. Until next time, thanks again for listening.